I don't know what the fuck I was doing. What's up, everybody? We're back. I'm back from vacation. We're back to do another episode of the Unita. You need it. We got it. Horror podcast. Christian, what the hell's going on, man? What's going on, dude? It's uh, episode 108. Feels like we're flying now, but we're back on track. We're staying pretty consistent. Um, weather's cooling down a little bit. It was 78 today, so it actually felt like the AC was on when I went outside. That was nice. Stayed busy today. Band practice, cleaning the house. Dishwashers broke, so we're uh, pioneering it, which is meaning it's just like cleaning your dishes as you go, which I kind of prefer, to be honest with you. Like, you like just I was telling Cindy, why every time I eat, I'm just going to clean my shit and put it right back up. And um, I've been enjoying that, as weird as it sounds. I haven't had a dishwasher in years. And uh, so, yeah, I, I've hand-washed dishes since I can remember. I just – I don't know, too. Is it just me or, like, do you feel like sometimes you get it out of the dishwasher every now and then you look at a dish and you're like, that doesn't really look super clean? Whether it's water spots or something. Yeah, I, I've yeah. Sydney's always been like that. Me, I don't give a fuck. If it goes through the cycle, it's good enough for me. But – um. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I know you're on vacation. How was everything? Oh, you know, it was a vacation with my family, so uh dysfunctional. Um was great. Uh there's always a few arguments about dumb shit. Um but I think like all things considered it was fine. I I beat myself to shit, brother. Uh Tubin. I mean, I just I probably ate shit like 10, 12 times on that tube. And uh, the yeah. last the last day we were there, my mom told me, she like tried to get me to stop. She was like, you're done. Like your back is all bruised up. Like you're done. And I was like, I didn't hear no bell. And I got right <laughs> back on. I, I literally said that too. Got right back on that tube. So I'm still kind of paying the price for that, but I'm almost back to normal. Um, Yeah, yeah. You know, as I, I told I, you, dropping, you know, 600 bucks on my car today. That was sick. Uh, really, really love doing that. So, yeah. I'm pretty lucky. Like my dad, whenever I have car issues, we're able to, for the most part, get the, because my dad's been in body work his whole life. We'll get the part and we'll change it. My compressor went on my truck. I mean, it was a pain in the ass. Don't get me wrong, but we changed it. it took us about four hours. We changed the brake pads on Sydney's car right, right before, right before I wrecked it too. So I'm very fortunate that way. Cause some of them dealerships, man, they will, that's, and it's just expensive in general. It's like, dude, vehicles, AC, if you have central air, which I almost don't anymore. I have a heat, but like I, I got window units because I'm. it was going to cost me six plus K to replace my AC unit. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. But that AC and plumbing, dude, if you have one of those issues, you better go get ramen noodles. Like that's just life. You yeah. know, I'm in the wrong business. I know that much. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. I watched a really good movie today. Um, I saw an Instagram reel and every now and then you'll see these Instagram reels where it's like, it, it, it just kind of grabs you and you're like, you know, it's from a movie. So you go to the comments cause someone will put what movie it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's what happened. Uh, I saw an Instagram reel yesterday of uh, Andrew Garfield, just like smoking a cigarette and like shaking his head. And I was like, uh, what is this? And someone top comment was the movie name was called 99 homes. Uh, kind of like an indie film and, uh, it's on Tubi and, 
He's done a lot of indie films. Uh, there's a movie called Under the Silver Lake that I watched a couple months ago for the first time, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. Uh, happy to report this movie was also awesome. And basically the whole premise of the movie is he's a single dad living with his mom and his kid. They get evicted from his childhood home. And the dude that runs the real estate company that evicted them, he like gets in cahoots with him so he can make money to try to get his house back, but kind of gets obsessed with the money and the power and eventually starts evicting people from their own homes and having this like whole existential crisis about how he's doing what happened to him. And he has this like, huge meltdown. It's fucking awesome. It was a really, really good movie, but like uh, Michael Shannon plays like the villain, the head uh, realtor guy. And he get he says uh, what there's a line where he's when Andrew Garfield's characters have in like an existential crisis for a minute. And he's like, this country was built by uh, like by the 1% for the 1% um, something along the, like the, the lines of that. And like, it's basically him just saying like, do you go to church? And he's like, yeah, he's like only one out of a hundred people in that church are getting on the ark and uh, I'm not drowning. And that's basically like his way of being like, I don't care if I have to swindle, cheat, lie, evict people to get money, to get rich. Uh yeah. I'm going to do it. And it's, uh, it's really, really cool. It's, it's a really good movie. It's a Sounds really good. good movie. Yeah. It's, it, dude, a lot of those actors, they'll do those indie type films and they, you can tell they do it because they just genuinely love the script and stuff. I saw one about a month or so ago with uh, Steve Carell where um, it's this family and he's like his sister, it's his sister's family. And he just got out of the psych ward for commit, trying to commit suicide. It's a, like a dark comedy. And he goes and stays with the family and then they're taking this trip to go to some convention or something. And he tags along with them because he needs to be under people's supervision. And it was it was another indie film and it was really, really good for the life of me. I can't remember the name of it, but um, it was good. It was good. And I've noticed like actors will do Patricia Arquette does a lot of those movies, those indie films. And uh, if you look into those, a lot of a lot of times those movies are good. You know, because they're fashion projects. They're like, this script is good. I don't care how much money I make on this. Oh, yeah. Uh, I always got respect for that. Clancy Brown was in it, too. So that's my boy. Yeah. No, it's I mean, you've got a great cast, like these (laughs) A-list actors. And you're like, why did I never hear about this movie? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It was a really good movie. But you're right. Robert Pattinson is really uh, like well known for that, too. He's done a lot of indie movies. Um, some of them I haven't seen, but I've heard like there's a movie called Good Time that came out a couple of years ago that everybody that's seen it says it's great. But it's like this little indie movie that Robert Pattinson's in. Um, but yeah, um, it me personally, like Under the Silver Lake is like a crime thriller mystery. Um, that one was really good. That was on Hulu. Yeah, uh, but this one's on Tubi. So if you guys haven't checked it out, 99 Homes, it's uh, it's really good. It's it's more or less just a drama. Um, but there's definitely some tense moments in there. And it's really just about like, uh, I don't know, morality. And like you you really start the movie really feeling bad for Andrew Garfield's character. And yeah. then as he gets worse and worse and gets more like money hungry and obsessed over what he's doing, you can't help but be like, good for you. You're being successful. But oh, my God, you're you turned into what you hated. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's awesome. Hell yeah. That sounds good. I like Andrew a lot. He won me over in uh I saw the first Spider-Man he did back in the day and I didn't feel one way or another about it, but when I saw him in that whatever it was called when the three of them get together, No Way Home. No Way Home. I was telling Sydney, I was like, ah, "This guy's kind of winning me over cuz he's like 
he's the he's uh I feel like the the youngest cat. He's trying to be more cool than anything, which I'm not hating. Look, this is just a very outsider perspective. And I feel like Garfield, look, I'm a nerd. I know I'm a nerd, but I'm still a cool ba- – I'm still a badass. That's the vibe I got from him in that movie, and I, re- I really like that because as horror fans, like you kind of say, well, it's kind of nerdy what, we're, what we like. But horror – I don't know. I'm just trying to – I'm trying to make a parallel here. But I just liked his persona more. So I, I well, went he- back and I watched his Spider-Man – his two movies. I like the first one a little bit more, but I like, I like him a lot. I think he, yeah. he won me over. He's he, I mean, he was a nerd. Like that's why it was so great that he got that role as Spider-Man because he was a kid reading all those comics and like right. just was a huge Spider-Man fan. So like you could tell when he got the role, he was like, Holy shit. Like right. <laughs> I, I get to do this. Like, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, it's, it's funny too. I always was like, people always said, one of the complaints they have for Garfield Spider-Man movies is they're like, I'm supposed to believe this guy's like this, this kind of like awkward nerd. Like he's too handsome for that. And it's like, yeah, but he actually was that way. Like it's, yeah. it's not a lie. Like, you know, some people they're, I don't know. They're just kind of nerdy and quirky and more introverted. So yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a great actor though. I, I, I think you, I think you'd really like both movies, but I really think under the silver Lake it's it. That's an A24 movie. Uh, so as soon as somebody hears that, they're probably like either one person's like, "Ooh, great!" or "Oh, fuck that!" <sighs> yeah, yeah. There's just some, <laughs> someone just nutted, but um, it, it's one of those mind benders too. It is like just weird shit happens in it where you're like, "Wait, what the?" F-? Like it's it's a, they're both good movies though, so check them out, guys. I mean, uh, there's there's good shit to watch on these streaming services that you may have never heard of. Oh yeah, I, w- I was going to show you real quick. So I had Vinegar Syndrome had a warehouse sale. And I grabbed a few titles. Now, this one's kind of like really underground, but it's called Frightmare. And it's about they resurrect this horror icon. But it's like if memory serves, it's like it's not like Christopher Lee, they're resurrecting. But it's a fun little movie. But I remember we talked about Boggy Creek a while back. And uh, Mm -hmm. Vinegar Syndrome just put this out. Boggy Creek 2 and the legend continues. Is that 4K? uh, I think it's just Blu-ray. Let me see. I was going to say, did that get a fucking 4K? It's just Blu-ray, but I've never seen. I love <laughs> the Legend of Boggy Creek, but this part two, I've never seen this. And of course, it gets a bulletproof. You know, all their releases get like the beyond special treatment, and it's got double. It's double-sided slipcover, so you got that side, and then you got this side. So I'm I'm so excited to watch that. But Boggy Creek's getting a 4K. I was going to ask, yeah, that one I believe is getting a 4K, but. Yeah, Boggy Creek too. So I'm excited to watch that. They had yeah, me, 70 percent off. It was insane. It was a warehouse. Let me know. Let me know how that is because I told you I grew up on Boggy Creek. That movie creeped me out as a kid. Oh so, yeah, yeah. I still, I still believe, man. I still believe. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. I do. I just. How is it so far fetched to think that if you know, obviously evolution in, in some form or fashion, guys, nobody get offended, has pretty much been proven scientifically. So like. How is it so hard to believe that like somewhere down the evolutionary chain, maybe an ape didn't turn all the way into a man? And, you know, it's just like, how is that that hard to believe? Like, I don't think it is. Plus, dude, we don't know. We haven't even discovered 70% of our oceans, let alone our like forests. Part of me thinks it's a little bit more like um, grosser than that. People will fuck anything nowadays, dude. This yeah. Time. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got some nasty motherfuckers that walk this earth. Mm-hmm. This might be some wrong turn type shit that happened. And I was got like a, monkey, a monkey man. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody in the fucking hills and like 
Norway was fucking, fucking monkeys. Nasty bastards, dude. <laughs> yeah. Either way, I believe there's something out there like that. But you know the ones that I don't think I ever truly believed. I did believe when I was younger for a split second about Mothman, but now I'm like, yeah. no way. Uh, but the Mothman Prophecies is a great movie. <laughs> uh, say, yeah. yeah, great movie. Uh, and then there was one actually near where I grew up, Loveland, Ohio, The Frogman. Uh, Frogman. That was, yeah, that was actually like 15 minutes away from where I was born and raised. Uh, and I, I remember reading that in the Weird Ohio book. No fucking way was Frogman real. Because even based off of Christian and I's explanation, you can't fuck a frog successfully. <laughs> I, I don't think you can. I mean, I don't know. Somebody in the comments, let us know. Have you fucked a frog? You have to artificially inseminate it, I think. Yeah, but even then, like, <laughs> I, yeah. So, but Frogman was one that I was like, I don't know. But what'd you think about, uh, what, a week ago, they, they sent the biggest uh, expedition ever to Lake Loch Ness? Did, did they you hear really? About, did you hear about that? No, I didn't. Uh, they didn't find shit. Um, but no, he's they, out there. They did report that I think they caught five different instances of unexplained audio phenomena. I think dude, smart, man. I don't know. I just think that if Nessie was ever real, it's dead by now. Maybe so. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I mean, I still believe that there can be megalodons out there. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Maybe, like I said, maybe, yeah. we've only maybe explored 30% of our oceans, Christian. 30%. Dude, I'm terrified of the ocean. Like, that's my biggest fear. It's my biggest fear. On an interesting note, I saw... Because um, that Matt- wasn't interesting, guys. Megalodons aren't interesting to Christians. It is interesting, but on a, <laughs> on a... on a I say interesting. On a downer, oh, I should cool. say. Sick. I saw Danny Masterson was tried, uh, found guilty, and he's doing 30 years. And... Um, yeah, that... What, man? Mm-hmm. He went to court. He was found guilty. Uh, adios. I mean, what what are you gonna say about it? It's just it sucks. You know, he's a guy that was a part of our youths. He was a great character. He always, to me, he was Hyde. It was his name, right? In that seventy show, he looked. I need you to. I need you to go online and Google um, Eric Bloom. To me, he always looked exactly like Eric Bloom from Blue Oyster Cult. He had the poofy hair. He dressed just like Eric Bloom. He looked like the one of the lead singers of blue oyster cult and i always felt that's who he was inspired from and i always liked him in the show especially when i got into blue oyster cult and i was like this guy is like he's eric bloom that's what he is he looks exactly like him uh and it's just sad that you know um i don't know man it just sucks when these people like why do these why do you have to be a piece of shit like please like you have a great thing going. You, why are you doing this to women? You can have virtually whoever you want. You're a movie star, TV star, whatever you want to call it. Like this, it doesn't make any sense to me. Is it a power thing? Is it? Is it just? Is he mentally in troubled? Is he not right in the head? Like what? What? What causes you to do this? You're you're a TV star. You don't have to do any. These women will come to you. I just, it sucks, man. It sucks no. so bad. Yeah. I mean, the answer to your questions are all yes. Like yes to all the above. Uh, I remember when it first came out a couple years ago when the ranch, uh, had come great out show. on Netflix. Great show. Great show. And I was pissed at first. Cause I, you know, just, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. When the movement really started to happen, I feel like it started to get perverted a little bit there 
of people just claiming shit that never happened against famous people to try to get money and ruin their careers uh, without evidence. We've seen multiple instances of that. Um, I think it's very important for victims to speak up. Absolutely. I just want it to be true, I guess, is what I'm saying. So when it came out that it was apparently 15 years ago and there was never any charges filed or anything, I was like, this kind of sounds like bullshit to me. Like he's back on a hit show. He's in the public again. And someone's like, I want I want his money. And that's that's how I took it at first. And they wrote him out of the ranch, and I was really mad about it. And then when I heard it was going to, and when that when I heard it was going to trial, I was like, okay, they've got to have some evidence. I was like, so I'm gonna wait, like I'm gonna wait to see what happens. But I I was I was not in his camp. I it did not look good. No. And then when he got convicted, um, actually it was the first. It was a hung jury the first time. They had to retry him a couple months later. And when he walked out of the courtroom after a hung jury and was celebrating like he just won. That moment for me was when I was like, you did it. I know you You don't celebrate a hung jury. Oh, one juror couldn't say guilty or not, or couldn't say guilty. So it's all null and void. Nah. Uh, so, yeah, it really sucks because that 70 show is my favorite show of all time. Um, it's a great show. And yeah. yeah, but he is a piece of shit and uh, he will spend the rest of his life in prison as he should. Do you think? That's the, do you think he? It was what it was. It thirty to life, dude. My, my money. My money says he's gonna do like eighteen, twenty at the most. Well, I think thirty to life would mean he has to serve at least thirty. I don't know. You you see this kind of shit happen. Well, he's, yeah. If prisons get know? overpopulated or whatever, and he shows vast improvement, maybe halfway through a sentence, they you know look at him for parole. I mean, I'll just give you guys a nugget. My birth father has been in prison since I was two. Jesus Christ. He got, uh, he got 25 to life. So he's been in there. He's still in there. Yeah. He's been there almost 27 years. And, uh, he actually went up for his latest parole hearing last week and got denied again. Uh, Do you mind mind asking what he, what he did? uh, A sexual predator, uh, like a serial predator. Yeah. Um, so, um, it's kind of similar to Masterson. My, uh, he had, three different people um, that he assaulted. And this was 25 years ago, but he still got 25 to life and uh, 20, almost 27 years into his sentence. He's still there. Um, do you think you'll ever have a relationship with him? Oh, or do you talk fuck to him? No, fuck has, no. Does he try to reach out to you or uh, he's had members of the family try to reach out to me before on like Facebook or whatever. And they'll say, Hey, your dad, you know, wanted to let me know, let me tell you, like wanted me to tell you happy birthday or he's, he wants to meet you and blah, blah, blah. And I'll just, I just straight up throw him a block or I'll do him the courtesy and be like, yeah, no fucking interest dog. Sorry. Oh, um, That's heavy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm well, I mean, I don't know him. I mean, I, I saw him I saw him one time uh when I was four. His mom, my my grandma on that side, took us to visit him once yep. without my mom knowing. And uh I just remember him, you know, we were in the mess hall or whatever, whatever the fuck. The visit we, there was like a there was like a vending machine and shit, and I just remember sitting there and he was telling us that my mom was a liar, like he did nothing wrong and blah blah blah. And I remember I don't know if it was me or one of my brothers told my mom that night when she picked us up for my grandma's that we saw him. And like my mom cut off communication with my grandma after that point. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, she's, she is 99 still kicking too. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I, I guess long story short, normally with those kind of sentences, 
I mean, maybe he, not. He maybe is, he's, he's rich and powerful, sure. But he, I think he's going to spend most most of the rest of his life in prison. I, I really, really do. And, and, you know, rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you're rich. A lot of people, a lot of women would want to be with you. You don't have to be a piece of shit like that. Like, you know. But also, did you hear that the, the Church of Scientology played a big role in it, too? He's a Scientologist, so for like 15 years they helped him cover it up. Like Are you they kidding? Nope. Oh god. Yep. I'm sorry, how many, Tom. How Cruise. many documentaries have to make about this goddamn religion? Leah Remini did a whole tour of all the families that were torn apart from this shit. It's disgusting, man. It's it's truly disgusting. It's like I'm not saying they're culpable for what he did, but what I am saying is. They knew he did something wrong and they used their power and their influence because he was an important member of their quote unquote church to try, yeah. Yeah, to try to cover it up for him. Like that's it's, fucked up. Dude, you know what's interesting? I was at uh, this place that's like – it's called Thrifty Peanut. It's a big uh, used bookstore, record store, and movies. And I remember going up to the – there was like this staircase where there's like these big section of like horror sci-fi books. And the guy who uh, L. Ron Hubbard, right, the the creator of Scientology, he was an author, right? And I was looking at a lot of the books he did, dude. I was shocked to see the amount of books he wrote that had quotes from Stephen King praising the book. Now I'm not saying Stephen King, you know, did anything <laughs> wrong, but I'm. Just, it's just I wonder if he regrets that. You know what I'm who, saying? Like who, King. Yeah, because Stephen King was like, Elron Hubbard is a master of like storytelling. Like, but he was praising a lot of these books. And maybe these books were from the 80s and whatever. But like, I wonder if he regrets that knowing I'm, now that what's not because I don't think anybody knew what Scientology. Was. No, no, it wasn't really till Tom Cruise brought it into the mainstream that people even started to question. It was when Tom Cruise really had his meltdown. Years ago, the bouncing off the couch and shit. And the whole issue with, yeah, with Katie Holmes, the issues there. That's yeah, when that really that. came. Yep. That's when that really came to life. So, uh, or came to light. So yeah, I, I would assume Stephen King probably, um, probably regrets that now, because if you know anything about Stephen King and his social media, whether you agree with him or not, he's very like social justice warrior. Like yeah. that's, he is yeah. very much that way. So I would assume he's probably like, fuck, <laughs> but I didn't yeah. realize that L Ron Hubbard was like, like a prominent author. Like I knew he, like I learned about him through Scientology and stuff, but I didn't realize, like, dude, he had he had like a publishing deal. Like he was, like he's like a piece, probably at least a best-selling author on one or two occasions, at least, because like he had books, like it was stories, novels with Stephen King promoting them. It was just like holy shit. I didn't so, know that either. Know. Yeah, it blew me away. It blew me what away. A, what a legend! What a what a legend! You know. He was doing that thing where like you have to sign a a, a C org. It was it was like a lifetime uh they called it like a lifetime um what do you call it? Where you sign your name to it, a lifetime contract. Yeah. And you literally th- give everything. Like you work a job, give all your money to the to the uh church, live on compounds. It's crazy. And then the dad of Miscavige, Ron, fled the church and told the story about him getting out of there. It's crazy, man. <laughs> You know, uh, these, these goddamn religions, I swear to God, there's normal religions. Don't get me wrong, but this shit is insane. And the fact no, that, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb right now, Christian, and just say that even as someone that does believe in like the, 
the, you know, the, the core of Christianity. I think nowadays organized religion, every single organized religion is corrupt as fuck. I don't think their necessary beliefs are or their morals or where they originated from, but I think it's all become like the organizations. Perverted. Yes. Right? It's all become so perverted. It's all that, business. Yeah. Yeah. I, which is the problem, you know, which is a huge problem. But um, yeah, Scientology is definitely up there. It's probably the most fucked up. Yeah. Now that, now that what's his face is in jail, that bastard, uh, um, the church of latter day, whatever uh, it was out. They had a, they had a massive yeah. compound where they, it was polygamy stuff where he was marrying 30 women. And some of them were like 12 years old. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Son of a, people know what I'm talking about. God He's told me, he told me to do it. God told yeah. me to marry you. Sick, these sick bad. If if there is a hell, man, I hope they're getting pineapple shoved up their ass like they didn't know Mickey. You know, <laughs> nah, dude, Satan, <laughs> Satan's straight fucking ass pounding them for eternity. <laughs> that old devil dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see, have you seen this? Is the end? Yes, the movie. Yeah, this that yes. dick, that gigantic <laughs> devil dick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, oh man. There's our two cents on uh Scientology. Yeah. Crazy. But Christian, Christian, uh, it's kind of perfect that you're wearing the shirt because this previous week, trailer number two came out for Exorcist Don't Stop Believing. And um Yeah. Did they play that in the movie theater for none two, or was was that the newer trailer? Yeah, uh, yes, they played that in my theater for it. Yes, but was that the newish trailer? I saw whatever the, the one I yes, the one I saw it for the nun uh, was the newest trailer. I had already seen it because it came out two days before that. But yes, okay. that was the newest. Yeah, movie. I definitely saw the newest one then because I know that's right because I remember seeing more shit in that trailer. So, so look, I think it's a better trailer than the first trailer. Uh, I think it's a better trailer than the first trailer simply just because we did get a taste of uh, some of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, Got to tell you, man, I, I know they probably picked some of the best lines for the trailer. That's just kind of how it works. We're not going to hear Pazuzu talking about the peanut butter on his dick until we see the movie. But um, there's one moment in that trailer. Only one moment really made me like kind of go, ooh, damn. And it's when the little girl is like fighting with the demon and saying to her mom, I don't want to go to hell. I was like, Oh, ooh, that's kind of that's kind of creepy. That's kind of effective. I, I I liked that. Um, but dude, same thing as the first trailer. I think overall for me, nothing is. It's not. It's not grabbing me. Like I'm gonna be there. I am. Yeah. I, I'd say cautiously, mildly optimistic in the sense of that. I think it can be okay. Like I think it can be a fine movie. I, I do not believe it has any chance of being great. Um. But I don't know. It's just some of these trailers, man, they're just, although this one's an improvement, I mean, what's that, what's that say? Uh, you know, so I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I'm about the same. It's just, dude, if it was, if, if they showed this trailer, take out tubular bells, put a different score in, take out the characters from the original, like, like the mama, I would say, oh, this looks pretty interesting. Like, it looks like it's an intense kind of possession movie, but it's like you put exorcist on it and it's just like, Oh my God. Like it's, it, 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 I don't know how to put it. I don't know how to phrase it per se, but it's just like you expect fucking greatness 
from a tra- from the trailers and I'm there too. I mean, I I think that the second one was just like, okay, like I see a little bit more of the film and visually I like how dark it all looks, which some people may not like that, but I like it when movies are like not lit Hollywood style. Everything is dark and, and, and grit, not gritty, but just like just dark and haunting mm-hmm. and it sets a mood. And uh, so I think the movie looks pretty good. I mean, I just don't know the body and the blood. It's, I get what do they say? It's made for it's made for today's audience. I understand that, but I've seen that kind of shit done so many times. Where I'm just I eye roll to it, and I'm just it is what it is. I don't want to harp on it too much. I've already done that. It's it's a line in the film. God knows some of my favorite movies probably have shitty dialogue too, but I don't know. Like I like the parents. I like the whatever. Like what really has me hooked is that these kids go missing, and this is in the trailer. People, these kids go missing, right? And then all of a sudden they come back and I'm just thinking to myself, what the fuck happened to him in the woods? You know, that, that really piques my interest. So I, th- I think they go into the woods. I don't, I just, they went they missing, right? They that, yeah. that's where my interest gets peaked the most out of anything. So, um, watch, we don't get any kind of context to that. Well, maybe we will, but I don't know. We, maybe we, we will. That's see, what interests me the most in the trailer though, above I, anything else. I think for me, I agree. You and I both said, I mean, the day the first trailer came out, we talked about the body and the blood and we were like, Christ. Um, no pun intended. Yeah, not, not a fan. But I guess for me, I'm hoping that like maybe that's one of the only moments in the movie like that. Because if this movie has pretty solid dialogue throughout and that's just like a moment, that's not going to really bring it down much for me. I might just go, I didn't care for that scene. If that's not the whole vibe of the movie, that's fine. But two, I do want to make an argument and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. I'm not saying I believe this is going to happen, but it is possible that it doesn't feel incredibly like an exorcist movie in the trailers because a lot of that connective tissue and DNA is intentionally being held back. So as to not ruin any surprises, um, as you guys know, we've already talked about this on the podcast like six months ago. So, um, I mean, Linda Blair is going to appear in the movie. Um, obviously, you have Ellen Burstyn back. And apparently, according to David Gordon Green, he did like a 10-minute video breaking down the second trailer. Uh, Bloody Disgusting posted it. And I listened to it. And, dude, I, I, I mean, we've always, I, I've always maintained he's a really good director. He's a smart dude. Like, he really, really is. And he's, I feel like, just going to get shoehorned into, oh, God, it's David Gordon Green because he's doing these requels now to, like, popular franchises. So people are just going to hate him. And let's be uh, honest, we would all do what he's doing given the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. saying, just saying. I, I'm with these people sometimes. I have moments. But it's, at the same time, you're goddamn right I would. <laughs> especially, right, I would do if you, especially if you're a fan. You know, Christian, if tomorrow, if you were a filmmaker and they came to you tomorrow and they said, we want you to do a requel to uh, Return of the Living Street. Dead or oh, no. Nightmare on Elm Street. I'd and, rather do a Return of the Living Dead than Elm Street. Yeah. And they were like, and we'll pay you $10 million to do it. You'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Like, cause you're a fan. Like yeah. David Gordon Green, I, you can tell in Halloween, he got bitched at and, and people bitched about him so much for the, how much he was leaning into nostalgia and throwing Easter eggs in there. And it's like, he's a fan, dude. Like, I don't know. That's, that's cool. But anyway, as far as this goes, yeah, man, I, I think that there's, but his breakdown video, he was talking about how there's a lot you do not see in these trailers. Like there's this, what you're seeing in the trailer, that's clearly a studio thing. Um, 
that's clearly, uh, hey, we want to hook today's audiences. Right. But as somebody that's a fan of the source material, I do believe there's going to be some DNA there in the in the movie. I just don't think they're going to show it in the trailer because I, you don't really want to sell it too much. Like it's a straight sequel to the original Exorcist because that movie's 50 years old. You know, like, are your grandparents going to go out and see this one opening weekend? Probably not. So I don't know. I mean, I showed it to my mom and she thought it was creepy. So uh, and she heard when she heard Tubular Bell, she thought, oh. Reagan, Linda Blair. I'm like, no, she's not in the trailer, mom. She's like, what? They get the mom back and not her? I was like, nah, she's in the movie. They're just not going to show her in the trailer. Um, so I don't know, man. It's what, what interests me is two of these kids are possessed at the same time. What the fuck is that? And obviously I don't know, but is there more than one demon? Is he possessing two kids he at once? Pazuzu is Legion. So it's, it's more than one, I think. Isn't Pazuzu almost essentially like the devil? himself i don't know i i i've never i read i read the book years and years ago but i'm i mean yeah that's why i think exorcist 3 should have just been titled legion um because it just made more sense um and it didn't need too many tethers to the first movie because it is quite its own movie but yeah pazuzu is like more than one so it's like it's like in the exorcism of Emily Rose, where Emily Rose was possessed, and I believe it's like they say there's like twenty demons or some shit in her. Oh, um, so yeah, uh, it, it's definitely possible. I mean, shit, we're going to talk about it in a little bit with the nun too, though. That's technically just one demon, but we saw it take multiple forms at once. So one thing I'll give credit <laughs> to David for is I think the the thing I've seen the most improvement for. This is my opinion, but watching, rewatching the Halloween three Blumhouse films over the last uh, two or three weeks, I think visually he's gotten a lot more confident and taken more risks. And um, I think visually Halloween ends is by far the uh, best one visually for sure. Uh, I love the way he flexed his muscles with the cave and stuff and those beautiful uh, blue hues and everything. And it looks like in this one he's doing something in the same vein with making it look really impending and dark. So that that's where I've seen a lot of improvement from David with. Um, I'd love to see him work with another writer one day or just get a script that he really likes and, and, and film that. Not trying to hate on Danny. I'm in a good mood today, so I don't want to hate on Danny, but that's what I'd like to see down the road. But visually, I think he's, he's taking, he's, he's taking more risks and doing things, uh, a little, he's getting a little bit more experimental with the way his movies were, look, and, and he's going for it. So I th- I like how impending the movie looks and all the shadows and how just it, it looks really dark. And that I like. So and that's what I, I got from the trailer. So I will say, too, I think that this might be a hot take for some people, but I don't really care for Halloween 2018 visually. Like I really, that's really what I'm saying I think he's gotten better. It's very it, it it's just looked, matter of fact. Yeah. It's matter Halloween, of fact. Halloween 2018 was just like it's literally just filming something like it didn't really seem like there was much atmosphere or really a a color palette. He was even really playing with. And then Halloween kills, I feel like was like super colorful. Like it really leaned into like oranges and reds and yellows. And it was like, which was those deep colors. Like I really, really liked that. Right. Halloween ends was really desaturated. Like he desaturated a bunch of colors. So it felt very like dark, but then there's moments like in the cave, like you said, where those I'm in love with that stuff. Those yeah. I mean, that's a very cold feeling movie. 
and kills is a very like it uses a very warm color palette and then you had like 20 fire and ice yeah yeah and then 2018 was just kind of like it's a movie that we filmed outside you know what yeah. i mean so it's just kind of like yeah he's definitely getting better with that but guys these were his first horror movies like he he's really just getting into making horror movies now and mm-hmm. like I'd say from a technical standpoint, he's getting better and better technically as his career as a horror filmmaker is going on. You guys have to understand filming comedies ain't the same as filming a horror movie. It's just not like people don't really give a shit about the aesthetic and a comedy. Does it make you laugh? Cool. You don't have to set a mood or an atmosphere. Uh, Nobody says I love the color palette in Billy Madison. No, no. Wow. Super bad. Did you see how they really use those blues and those? No, nobody (laughs) gives a shit. So, yeah. David's learning on the job and, and, and we're kind of learning with him, but uh, yeah, man, I just, people, people shitting on this guy so much. I genuinely feel bad for him. I really, cause you know, he knows, like, you know, he knows that people are like, Oh, here we fucking go. David Gordon green and Danny McBride. And it's like, you know what, David, go get your $10 million for this exorcist movie and fucking spit in all these people's faces. I really, I really don't care. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite cause I've had those days where I've given him shit, but you know, watching those three movies. And I didn't really even talk about that when I watched those movies back because I didn't really think about it that much until after the fact. But I'm like, you know, visually, I feel like he's he's really, you know, like, okay, let's try this. Let's go for this. And he's, he's you know, so I think that's my biggest takeaway so far is I think the movie is going to look really impending and dark. And that I applaud. Mm-hmm. Some stuff, I, I wonder how it's going to play out. Like there was a moment in the trailer where, uh, there's a nurse or something. She's like, their hearts are beating in sync. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I don't really, I don't really feel anything from that. I don't know if that's supposed to freak me out. Is that mean? Like, what does that mean? What is it? What is it going to lead to? So I, I don't know. Again, I've, it's just questions before seeing the movie, but the, the second trailer, I, I'm lightening up. I'm lightening up, you know, naturally like no offense. Like I, I'm, I'm as big a Halloween fan as the rest of everybody else, but like, this is the exorcist. This is not Halloween. And it's a different, it's a different plateau as much as I love Halloween. So it's like, dude, of course, of course, this is, uh, this is one of the last great, this is one of the last incredible horror films, lifetime horror films that is getting what, even though it's not, but it feels like it's getting that retread or like they're going back to the well, to try to do something with it. So it's just like, even though there is been whatever, there's two remakes, which they botched both. No, of those them were really, yeah. They were fucking terrible. Prequels, but prequels. So this is just like, it's a different feeling. This feels like, okay, now we're really, we're really playing ball with this now. So of course it's very nerve wracking. That's why that's the biggest thing. It's just nerve wracking, but you know what? I'm going to go in it like Rob zombie. He didn't want to do Halloween at first, but eventually he was like, so fucking what? So yeah. that's how I'm trying to get it. That's 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 the mindset I'm trying to have with it. It's just like I you think, know what? I think The Exorcist is so revered that it's it was never going to get a true remake. Like this is the a, a sequel to the original is the only route they would ever really go. I don't think they ever remake this. Movie. Just like I don't think they're ever going to remake Jaws. Um, I pray not. Like that's that's the last one of the last sacred things we've got. Yeah, but I when we were on vacation, I was talking to my older brother. My younger brother said something about Jaws 3D. My older brother was like, what? Yeah, dude, SeaWorld, you know, great 3D effects, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I've never seen that one. Is there great a fourth? <laughs> He's like, is there a fourth one? I was like, oh, yeah, there is. I was like, it's a telekinetic shark. Uh, that is, <laughs> I was like, that is a family member of uh, the uh, other shark that died. 
Uh, and it's coming for the family in uh, what Jamaica is it? Yeah, it's, and uh, he was like, he just started laughing. I was like, yeah, it's as it's as dumb as it sounds. Um, and then he's like, is there a fifth one? And my brother, my little brother, was like, well, not technically, but there's an Italian one. I was like, no, it's this is not the fifth one. Cruel Jaws, baby. Yeah. Shout out to your little brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's probably listening to this right now, ass clown. But um, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, all right, Exorcist Believer. Uh, guys, don't stop believing. It's now no longer coming out on Christian's anniversary. It's a week earlier, October 6th. Before we move on, I was going to say, I never ended up reviewing it. I probably still will, but if I don't, I want to talk about it here. Me and Sydney did rewatch Elm Street again. And it's funny because I forgot, but we did it on the podcast mm-hmm. last year. And, you know, it's just one of those things. You're watching the movie without sound and subtitles, and I'm having a conversation. And um, I, if you don't mind, I was just going to say, dude, I really have no reason to want to dislike the film. It just feels like an AI horror movie to me. It still feels like that to me. But there are things I like. Quentin, Clancy, um, and Jackie. I think Jack. I like the look of Freddy, too, because they go for more of a – legitimate burn victim where he has less mobility in his mouth and my favorite scene is when he's running away in quentin's dream mm-hmm. into that into the boiler room building mm-hmm. and uh so there's things i really like about it but some of for some reason a lot of it just feels it feels like it's ai and so i think um, we could just walk away from it going it's fine yeah i'd give it a i'd give it a c just a c like an 80, 85 C. And um, I don't know. I'm lightening up on it. I don't even hate Nancy. I don't even hate her because I say to myself, you know what? I don't like her that much in the original. I think she's great in New Nightmare. I think she's good in Dream Warriors. I really don't love her in the original. Um, so I feel like knocking Nancy in the remake isn't really fair for me, not for the audience, but for me, I feel that way. No, you're the Elm Street guy. Call it like it is. I hear people argue about Heather in the original all the time, and I'm like, I don't see it. She's not very good in that movie. Yeah. She's well, just- it's an incredibly well-written character, I think. But um, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I, I was never the biggest Nancy fan. I think the best performance in that series on a, on a uh, fear level was clearly Mark Patton. He's the only one in that series to me. Dude, he is fucking terrified, and you feel it mm-hmm. in part two more than anything. He is terrified. I think Mark Patton is completely unsung as a quote unquote final girl, whatever you want to call it. Um, completely. Un- to me, he's the best in the series in terms of truly being terrified. Oh my God. He's so fucking good in that movie, <laughs> but I don't know. Like I'm lightening up on it. I still, I still, and I can, I could hear other people, including you probably say, well, you know what? I kind of feel the Friday remakes a little AI to be honest with And I get that. I just don't feel that the same as I do with Elm Street. I just feel Elm Street's a little bit more AI for a lot of it. Um, so I, I'd go, I'd go, I'd go Elm Street, Halloween, Friday the 13th for the, for those three. But I, I, it's, it's more time goes by. It's like, it's the less, the less I want to dislike it. It's been 13 years. It's just like, I don't know. At a certain point, it doesn't mean you have to change your mind on a movie, but to just vehemently shit on it. It's just like, okay, come on. Like, like you're beating up a fucking 13 year old. It's like, like, give it a break. So I don't know. I'm going to revisit it again down the road. Um, 
you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I, I don't know. I had fun rewatching it for the most part. There, there's some, there's some great stuff in there. Uh, the music again, Jablonski, he did the score for that in Friday the 13th. And I urge people to just go listen to the scores on iTunes or whatever. Jablonski, the main themes for both are fucking incredible. Oh my God. They're so creepy. So, yep. um, and one of the things Sydney pointed out in the beginning of Elm street that I totally agree with. And she was like, Oh, this is so refreshing. I was like, what? He goes, I miss the days when teenagers looked like our age, 30, 31. I was like, yeah, it's like the guy in the beginning of one that, you know, does that scene where he stabs himself in the neck. It's mm-hmm. a great scene. He looks like he was 26 at the time, but he looks, he looks like he's 30. He's mm-hmm. got a full beard and he's like jacked up big dude. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. And then the blonde haired girl, in the beginning, she's in Supernatural, which is one of my favorite shows now. So, like, I, like I said, yeah. So there's stuff about the movie I can't help but really like, and I I'm attracted as hell to um, Rooney. I think she's just really pretty in that movie, and I dig her. She's got like these really badass like goth stockings on in the beginning when she's working at the mm-hmm. diner. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to sexualize her people, but for fuck's sake, she's a pretty girl. Uh, even if she kind of screwed everything up, but um. That's yeah, my I, think it, I, I think a lot of the reason that people dislike her in that movie is what she said afterward. I don't really, you watch the movie and what you walk away, like the worst you walk away from is like, she was just kind of unmemorable. She was just kind of there, but she wasn't, it wasn't like a blasphemous performance, but then what she had to say afterward, it was like, Oh, well fuck you then. So I think that's why a lot of people are like, so anti Rooney in that movie. Um, yeah, in the movie, she's just kind of there, but that movie is Quentin's movie. I don't care what anybody says. He's fucking awesome in that movie. He is good. He's great. He really, he carries it. He really carries he, it. He genuinely looks so strung out and tired and right. like the, the fear that he has, like you, you really feel like he is scared. Like, and, and I love that. Like, it's just like in this series where it's all about prove to me that you're so scared you'll do anything to stay awake. I believe it with him. Like, I really do believe it with him. And especially the scene where he goes to the pharmacy and he has like a meltdown about wanting more like medication. Yeah. It was a good because, scene. Yeah. Because he's like, dude, I'm going to die. Like I'm literally going to die. So yeah, he's, he's really good. Meanwhile, you just got, you know, Rooney walking through the aisles, like, uh, which is, that's a great scene, by the way, where it's going from like the in between the dream world and the real world of him like slashing her and stuff. That's an awesome scene. Love it that. is. Yeah. So, yeah, like I'm, I'm warming up to it. I really am. It's getting better. Um, and it can't be the last one, though. You know, they can't well, be the last be. one. It won't be. I was dude. I was talking about this on my TikTok. You know, what's bullshit, dude, is the spirit Halloween. It's not spirit's fault. But the Elm Street section is literally half of one of those shelves, Mm -hmm. half. And it's so bullshit. Like, dude, do you think it's like, okay, I know everybody loves Scream and they made those little ghost face uh, statues with the light up pumpkin. I got one. It's cool. I like it. But don't you think people would fucking lose their shit if they did an Elm, if they did a Freddy one like that? And he's got his claw and it looks like Robert and stuff. And we got that and we got statues of Robert and we got the snow globes of Robert and we got like, dude, it just, it sucks so fucking much at all the legal bullshit going on. It is spirit's fault though. No, part of it is spirit's fault because even if there wasn't this like whole, I mean, the Friday the 13th rights are messier than nightmare and they do more for Friday than they do for nightmare. Spirit is at fault in one, for one reason. Well, in one area, 
they go with what's popular. They go with the trends. And I get that makes sense financially. You want to create stuff that will sell like hotcakes. And, and so in that sense, you're doing it right. But you're also who's running that department because you're sorely mistaken if you think that people don't give a shit about Freddy. When Freddy, is Nightmare not trending? When anytime there's even a morsel of an update on Nightmare on Elm Street, it trends on Twitter. Like everybody's talking about it. People make videos about it on YouTube. You and I both did. Like it's, it's, it is a big deal. So, I mean, Freddie was here before that fucking chump ghost face. Like, you know what I mean? Come on. Like, I love ghost face. I'm just, I'm trying to do my Christian impression. You know, guys, I'm trying to do the, uh, you know, talk shit. That fucking bastard. Ghost yeah, that, that fucking clown. But it's just one of those things for me, man, where it's like, you're, you're just so, you're sorely mistaken if you think people don't care. And uh, I'd love to, dude, also, do you, hot take maybe, but do you feel like it's just getting way too oversaturated with the ghost face shit every year? I mean, for me, uh, kind of, but then again, it's just like, I'm not a big, big fan. Like it is what there is one shirt I wanted to get at spirit, but it's constantly sold out. I have to get it online if I want it. It's a spirit Halloween logo shirt, but instead of the ghoul, it's okay. ghost face. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Um, I go, I get in swings. I get in swings. I'll be into it, but I will burn out so fucking fast. When a new movie comes out, we'll talk about it. I'll be excited. I watch the movie. Let's move on. Mm-hmm. I don't stay in ghost face mode. I, I never have. So that's my thing. So uh, right now I'm, I'm pretty like, okay, I, I don't need any ghost face right now but dude i mean that's the new halloween so like i get it um but i mean i was in spirit today and just w- during the day it was like noon on a school day so there was only a couple people in there but two of the people in there were wearing ghost face shit like scream shirts and shit so it was just kind of like it really is like that's that's the thing now like that's that thing really now. Is, i mean until you know until jigsaw comes back and, and yeah, right. but yeah which shout out Akeem, uh, Akeem, listener of the pod. Uh, he got a special screening of Saw 10, and uh, he said, as someone who's not a big fan of the series as a whole, says it's really damn good. So y'all better be there opening weekend. You better I, – this this is this ain't no spiral. We're not opening to $7 million, okay? We ain't doing it. So get out your house, you know, get out the checkbook, the whatever, whatever you use to pay with, and go get some fucking tickets and go see the movie because uh, – I think it's going to be good, man. I really, really do. I feel like there should be a grandfathered in no hate clause. Not saying that you have to like the movie or not, but when there's a series that has gone on so long, but when they get to number, let's say number eight, I think eight's a good number, maybe even seven. I think there's a point to where the, I can't believe they're still making these fucking movies. You ha- You have to quit that. Mm-hmm. after a number because i feel like at a certain point they're grandfathered in you just got to like accept it and be like okay there's another one. like i i don't know that's how i feel like there are times where i'm just like oh my god they're still making these but a lot of the a lot of times these big franchises that keep keep going and keep going i end up really liking them especially like saw when everyone has a vibe a a, a, a certain identity and a theme i just feel like because i still see it on facebook more than anything 
I'll, I'll just see people like, I can't believe they're still fucking making these movies. Like, how many shitty Saw movies have to make? <laughs> I'm like, come on, dude. Like, chill the fuck out. Like, this is the 10th one. Like, what? Like, it, it is what it is. I don't know. I'm excited as fuck. The only thing that's throwing me off with the trailer is they're not playing the Hello Zap. They're playing, like, a version of this old song. All I need is the air that I breathe. I don't dislike it, but I'm just like, God, I want to hear the theme. Oh, Zap's in it. The, the I'm sure it is, but like that—that that song, I don't—I don't know how to feel about it in the trailer. I know that everybody that's seen the trailer knows what I'm talking about. It's like a redo of some kind of old song. I wonder if there's going to be a trailer too. I really do, because most of the time these big releases get two trailers. So I, I wonder if there will be a. Because if there's a trailer too, you'd have to think that Hello Zap's going to be in it. You'd have to. There's a TV spot uh, that's like 15 seconds long, and it's held. It's Hello Zap. Um, I have seen that one. Um, but I wonder if there will be a trailer too. I've honestly wondered that. I'm cool with it. Well, we don't have much time left. It's not. It's not coming out this week. It's coming out next week. No, no. So two weeks from this Thursday is when the first showings will be. So technically, the 28th. Let me see my calendar if I'm working that day. Because I am. Because uh... I'll be there that Thursday night for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be off. Perfect. I will be off. I'm excited. Um Yeah, I'm really excited. What else is there to look for? Oh, uh Thanksgiving, the mm. Eli Roth movie. I, I some people were kind of bummed out with the trailer. They they, they were kind of saying uh I don't know, this just looks like a straight ahead like legitimate movie. <laughs> <laughs> I guess because that old Thanksgiving thing was like really like grindhousey whatever, but Dude, I am so excited to see a new Eli Roth film. I feel like all he does now is produce, no offense, but like kind of shitty TV shows that are like like visiting the haunted place of whatever or this or that. And he's got his name on a bunch of shit. So to actually see him making this movie to me is really exciting. I can't tell you the last time I've seen a, a Eli Roth directed movie. I'm not saying he hasn't directed anything. Like I just I I can't remember the last time one was. I think the last one was maybe the Death Wish remake, but other than that, and that was twenty sixteen or whatever seventeen. But I'm excited, like I'm so excited it, now. What's great is it gives you something to look forward to after Halloween time. Mm-hmm. This could be the sleeper movie of the year too. I, I think it will be, <clears throat> just it, horror movie wise, because there's no counter programming. Like it's going to be a horror movie about Thanksgiving that comes out right before Thanksgiving. Like everyone's going to go see it. That's a horror fan. Like. How, it's not like you're going to be like fighting for like, oh, well, there's Thanksgiving and then there's um, give thanks. And then no, there's not like a bunch of other. It's not like the October season where there's a bunch of movies that are trying to capitalize on one thing. No, it's going to be the only one doing it. And also, <clears throat> I got to say, watching that trailer for me, I absolutely loved the vibe of it. Because yeah. it literally was just like, this is going to be a slasher movie. Like, yeah. I, and I was like, oh. Yes. Like, cause like you said, you know, that original short trailer, uh, years ago was very grindhouse and it was just kind of like, I don't know if that's going to work like for mass audiences. Like this is going to go to theaters. Like, I don't know. And then I saw the trailer and I'm like, Oh no, this is just going to be like a straight up Thanksgiving slasher movie. Like, yeah, dude, count me in. So I think it looks, I I'm really, really excited for it. I really am. I definitely am. Yeah. And what's interesting is in the, this this really surprised me. Um, 
so when this got announced that he was legitimately doing it, I was like, awesome, man. This is great that Eli is, you know, actually making this movie. He's had all his fans been like, please make that movie, man. Please do it. At the end of the trailer, it said exclusively in theaters. And I was just mm-hmm. like, wow. I, I really did not expect that. I, I was for sure it was going to get either a Netflix or some kind of streaming release. But the fact that it's exclusively... Yeah, Fathom event. That's exactly what I thought it probably would have been. So the fact that it's not, it, maybe it might be that. We don't know because it just says exclusively in theaters. I don't even think it set a release date yet, did they? Yeah, it's uh, November uh, 17th. Okay. Well, maybe so. But yeah, I mean, it, it might be. It's either 17th or the 21st. Maybe they'll announce it to be a Fathom event. Maybe they won't. But I know that I, I got to see it in theaters. I, I thought the trailer looked really good too. And I'm. I'm really excited. Fuck yes. So my dude in fantasy football just got a touchdown with five minutes left in the game for me to win this week. Let's go. Um, aside from that, uh, let's see. Uh, there was, uh, what else? Oh, uh, we haven't really talked about now. October 6th is going to be busy because I'm going to go to the theater and watch exorcist believer and then come home and watch pet cemetery bloodlines. On Paramount we Plus. We haven't talked about that at all. Yeah. No. I'm excited for it. Yeah, there's... And what's interesting... We'll talk about the trailer and stuff, but what's... In, was there a trailer? I can't remember. No. 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 What's interesting about this is there's also this Paramount Scares box set that got announced, and it's like this... It's, it's shaped like that Evil, that evil Dead movie uh, mm-hmm. thing, and there's five movies. There's Rosemary's Baby. Ugh. Oh, dude! I looked at the comments. Whenever we do another, uh, whenever we do another, um, and, and everybody gave me shit. I'm so sorry. The Sentinel is not, uh, the Sentinel was not uh, Roman Polanski. I'm not a fan of the Sentinel either. But I, for some reason, I thought that was Polanski. I apologize, guys. Um, but yeah, I'm not perfect. And I'm not. If somebody said, "Come on, horror master." I'm not a horror master. I never said I was. Anyway, I forgot what the fuck I was saying now. Um. You're talking about oh, Rosemary's Baby. So in that box set, it's Rosemary's Baby, uh, the original Pet Cemetery. Then it's Crawl and Smile, and there's a mystery movie that's going to get announced later on. A lot of people are speculating that it's going to be this uh, Pet Cemetery prequel that's going to be the uh, mystery title in there. Oh. Um, if that's it, if that's it, cool. I'm, dude. I, I think this is going to be pretty good. I there, there's a lot of speculation that oh, it's getting dumped to streaming. My money says Paramount. Paramount is very smart. I think, look at what they did with Smile. I think they're the best marketers in the game. I think they're not trying to compete in October. That's what my money says. For sure. Uh, And it's been sitting on a shelf for almost two years. That that I didn't know. Yeah. You're trying to find this perfect release date, but eventually when you have a movie finished and it's done, it's just been sitting there, you've got to get it out in some form or fashion. And you want to put it out in October, but you look at this year's October and you're like, oh, Saul, The Exorcist, Five Nights at Freddy's. We'd get murdered. Like, we would just get murdered. So, yeah. yeah they're, no. they're pretty smart, in my opinion. So, I, I was telling people, don't don't be upset about that. Paramount is – they're the smartest ones out of all these companies in terms of marketing. They're geniuses. Paramounts, look what they did with nothing burgers like Paranormal Activity. They they made complete. They renovated every office building in the world with those movies. So Paramount's yeah. smart. I I'm not worried about that at all. I'm actually pretty excited about a prequel. Um. Yeah. So I'm pretty good. 
And it's funny you brought up Five Nights at Freddy's. Dude, every time I see another trailer for that, I'm more excited. I, I can't help it. I, I think it's going to be... And Matthew Lillard's in it, so it's an automatic B right there. I'm showing my colors, but I don't know. I, something about... Watch this movie fucking do... I know that like, if this movie would have came out in 2016 probably would have broke a billion dollars but i still think it's going to be pretty successful yeah the only issue is they're doing day and date with peacock and it's just why are they doing that it is it's nbc it's universal continuing to try to make peacock a thing like it's guys i have peacock i like peacock don't get me wrong it is never going to be netflix or hulu or even max for that matter it's never going to be that it just won't and they thought, well, if we put The Office on here, that'll do it. You know what a lot of people did when they heard The Office was leaving Netflix? They bought, bought it on DVD like, like I did. I, yes. So, no, <laughs> that's not enough to get to get you to rival Netflix or Disney+. Plus. It's just not. Stop trying to make Peacock a thing, Universal. Just focus on making more money in theaters. Theaters well, are back. Yeah. In, in terms of movies, I totally agree. The reason Peacock's got me as being a giant wrestling fan they bought the WWE network. So if I ever want to watch anything from the past in wrestling, it's on Peacock under the WWE umbrella. So they got me there. But other than that, I don't use Peacock for anything. Um, The only thing I'm going to start doing tomorrow, me and Sydney talked about it. She was like, just watch it. Just watch it. I am going to start the Chucky show. I'm going to try it. And most people have said, oh, dude, you're going to love it, but season two's not as good. I'm assuming that's how you feel. I didn't even love season one. I thought season one was okay. There's some good stuff in season one. There's some bad stuff. I guess stuff. the opening episode is, like, fucking good, and then after that it's like... The opening episode is pretty good. Um, but me personally, of- dude, I'm going to be honest with you. It There are a lot of moments in season one where you're as you're watching it, whether it's by how it looks some of the dialogue you're like this is made for tv like there are multiple moments where you're like this was made for tv like it's just it just doesn't have that kind of gleam to it like a like a a movie does and you know whatever season one though is okay there's good stuff there's bad stuff it's it's don mancini wrestling with himself until he got to season two where he said now i'm gonna whip my cock out and just fucking nut all over the place and while there's some cool shit in season two I like the Christmas episode because it's like a bloodbath. Uh, but there's a lot of shit in season two that is just like meandering and just dumb. I mean, yeah. just dumb. Now, tell me, um, tell me, I don't need to worry about this. But when I, because what what was happening was me and I had Peacock up. I was probably watching old wrestling stuff, and I remember sitting. Was like, hey, can you put something else? I'm like, yeah, sure. And we were funneling through peacock and she saw that she goes i want to watch that show can we start it in a couple of days because i think we were finishing uh, a hell's kitchen season because we love those gordon ramsay shows but she was like i want to watch chucky and so i was like okay let's look at we've pulled we didn't start it but we like we hovered over it on peacock and you know it shows the screen and it gave the premise for the opening episode for season one i was like okay kind of sounds good but is it me tell me i don't need to worry but for some reason just the images they show of chucky I thought it looked like shit. No, the doll doesn't look great. The doll hasn't looked great since shit, dude. I don't know. We'll, probably Bride. Probably Bride. Yeah. You know? I, mean, I even kind of dig parts of his look and seed. 
I'd say the he's the, too glossy in seed for me. He, he is, but he's better. That that's the best he's been since. I mean, curse. I don't once, like. I'm not a big fan of the look of the changing of the doll. No, but once he peels all the makeup and, and the plastic off and shit, and curse, it's like near the end. You're like, okay, okay it's yeah. fine. Um, Colt didn't like the look at all. Uh, the remake doesn't count because it's a total. I mean, but I didn't like that either. But it's totally different. And then um, the TV show, yeah, they're just. I don't know if they're getting too cute with it. I don't know if they these people have lost their touch. But like the doll, just I'm just like, dude, it looks. It looks. Is this Bucky's fucking cousin? Like for some reason, almost like a computer generated doll, which is yeah. weird. I'm assuming it's not. Um. No, there are moments, of, moments of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but most of the time, no. Most of the time, it is practical. But if you ask Mancini, he'd be like, it's all practical. No, it's fucking not. Most of it is practical. I, I saw Tony Gardner on Instagram. It might have been Universal Studios' like Instagram page, but Tony Gardner set up a Child's Play display at the Universal store, and he had replicas of Glenn, uh, uh, Tiffany, and Chucky. And they were like really, uh, he made them. So they're like these really the highest level replicas. And it's just like, oh, it was so cool seeing that. And then yeah. they got like a bunch of, ch- there's like a whole child's play section at uh, at the store, which is pretty cool. But I don't know if you could buy it online. I was trying to look at it. You might be able to, but I'm not sure. But they have like a Chucky bucket, popcorn bucket you can get there. But uh, Ed, Ch- Chucky is, uh, you know, he's, I'd say he's back. He's kind of been back, but um. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of wish we, could, I kind of wish we can get another, get another movie. Um, season, know, I, season two viewership was down quite substantially from season one, and that's why when shows for you, yeah, you know? well, that's why when season two was done, there was a lot of questions for a while. It was kind of hanging in the air. Will there be a third season? And it eventually got renewed. But I got to tell you, I think it got renewed simply just to be like, this is it. Uh, if you don't get your numbers up, we're done. Like I, I really. Anytime it takes months for a show to get renewed after the last season, there's clearly some discussion happening with the top people going, I don't know. Like, yeah, usually they know before the season, like by the time they're finishing the rat, the last episode of a season or filming it. Yeah. They usually, yep. get, they usually get the, or at least, or at least no later than like the premiere because you see the, the viewership for the premiere and you go, all right, we're doing another one. But when it comes and, kind of just goes you're you know i would assume universal definitely took a step back for a minute and was like do we do this like do we really do it i'm sure don convinced them and i'm sure part of that was you know maybe keeping the budget down a little bit i'm sure but uh if numbers don't improve not even just like decrease if they don't improve at all on season two it's done and then chucky i don't think is ever gonna get anything from don mancini again this is his last like hurrah. It just absolutely is like he had already burnt out the goodwill that he had with the fan base after cult. Like you thought it was seed. And then he came back with curse years later and you're like, you son of a bitch. And then cult comes out and it's like, okay, dude, I can't, I can't with you. And then season one of the show comes out and you're like, uh, and then season two. And it's just like, this is it. Like, this is really it for Don. Chucky left theaters because of Don fact, fact left just because seat of Chucky was whether you like it or not, it was not well-received. Didn't make a ton of money. So it went to straight to DVD and then Colt comes out. And unlike curse, curse was actually a pretty modest hit. Um, Colt wasn't, and it got trashed by a lot of the fans. 
So then it had Chucky had to go to the small screen. And that was the last thing Don could do. If he cannot cut it on the small screen, it's done. It's done. At least for him, it's done. So. I don't know, man. I, uh, I, what did it happen with season three? They, they got four episodes they're about to show, but is that all they filmed or what? Yeah, because of the strikes. So what does that mean? Like they, 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 that's they, all they, they, that's they all not, they have finished and now yeah. they can't work on more. Uh, yeah. And, and I guess they don't want to wait. Um, so they're, they kind of want to give people a taste. So they're going to put out those four episodes. Um, I would assume, and I wouldn't assume, I know for a fact that when that happens, Universal's already given the green light for the entire season. So when the strikes resolve, they'll finish the, you know, remaining four episodes or whatever it's going to be. Um, so you'll still get to see that second half, but, um, and maybe, you know, with the strikes, maybe these first four episodes, viewership goes up because we are getting to a point. It's going to happen very soon. We're not a lot of stuff's coming out anymore. Like we're months into this. We're getting to a point where you're not going to see shit left and right anymore. Dude, it's just crazy. The strike's still going on. Is this the longest reigning one now? Or are we? I don't know. Historically, I really don't know historically, but um, I got to say right now, it it's not looking good, man. It's, it's not looking good. It does not look like these studios are going to cave at all. Now, I'm not trying to say let's look at the bright side for the sake of not worrying about the strike stuff going on. Of course, we're all on the, on the sides. I'm on, I just speak for myself. I know I'm on the sides of all the people trying to uh, get what they feel they deserve. Awesome. Do it. Fight for fight for your right. You need to. Otherwise, you'll get taken advantage of your whole life. But do you think this is going to open up cinemas to start playing a lot of independent films, non-union independent films in theaters? Well, A24 is already at it. You know, they're still making movies, so... And they, oh, that's right, because they agreed to whatever the... Isn't the, that insane? No, it's not. I, I mean, I know what you mean, and, and I thought the same thing at first, and then I was like, you know what, it's actually saying, not... It's insane that the big studios can't meet well, what this independent studio will do with actors and... It just goes to show you and show anybody that makes an argument against the people on strike that their argument is dumb. Because that killed any doubt in my mind. Yes. These studios that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars refuse to cave to these people. But a smaller studio that just makes modest hits every now and then can meet their demands. It's clearly not that much that they're asking for. It's clearly not too out of left field. So that's why when people are like, oh, we don't need to enrich these people, but you, you're it's high. crazy, dude. Yeah, that ah. killed that. Not that I was ever like, I don't know. I don't think maybe I not. I never had. I never said to myself, oh, they're probably just asking for millions of dollars more than what. No, it was never that. It was always on. The, and I, I'm always going to be on the side of the people, not the corporations. But I'm just saying when when a 24 was like, sure, of course, we'll agree to exactly what you people are asking of. It's only fair that killed any point oh one shred of doubt. You know, like it killed it. So I'm just like, come on. Like guys, yeah, it's really. I just wonder if it's gonna be like the pandemic to where a lot of independent stuff was going to um, drive-ins and stuff like that. And do you think cinemas are gonna end up just picking up a lot of non-union because they're gonna have to survive somehow? Yes, and I think that this is gonna hurt people like Blumhouse, Warner Brothers in the end because the longer this goes, 
and the more A24 movies you see come out and they're the ones getting these wide releases, those movies are going to start making a hundred million. Instead of- that's the only thing people can go see. Yeah. yeah. And ne- before you know it, you're going to get a bunch. You're, you're going to see A24 balloon and become a lot bigger and become a bigger player in the industry. And let's just call a spade a spade. Warner Brothers, Disney, all the- they don't want competition like that. They don't. Mm-hmm. It's not good for them. So, all right. You, you, I mean, y'all want to play hardball. Like it's, it's just, it's funny to me because yeah, that the smaller studio can meet all these, uh, all the, all the wishes that the, these people have, which is, you know, just, I don't know, basic shit that should be like a, in, in, in any profession in this country should be something you're allowed. I don't know, like affordable health insurance and better start. You know, yeah, like, all these residuals, it's crazy. Yeah. They People will show residuals for shows that they wrote and stuff, and they either don't get any residuals or they'll get a check for a dollar fifty. It's just like, dude, the paper's worth more than what you printed it to make. The, like, it's like insanity. Yeah, so we've, we've gone into this in depth, guys, uh, before, and uh, y'all know where we stand. Um it just doesn't seem like there's much movement on it right now. And uh, I know that most people thought it'd be over by the end of the year. I don't know if it's looking like that anymore. So I, mean, uh, I can't believe it's still going on. Me neither. So I just got to hope it's, we just got to hope it starts hurting the pockets of these bigger people, these bigger corporations. So they finally just say, fuck it because the longer it takes, the longer we got to wait to see stuff like the lake, the longer we got to wait to hear anything about a new nightmare movie. That's I mean, just true. all yeah. this I bet Chris Lake hasn't even started. I wonder if it even had started development. Started filming yet? No. They had had multiple scripts written, at least for the first two episodes. I do remember reading that update. They had they had a few scripts written for episodes, but it hadn't started filming yet. So that got put on hold. At this point, unless this ends by the end of this year, that's not coming out next year. No way. That's nuts. That's nuts. So yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I guess last topic to talk about before we get out of here, we wanted to wait to talk about this near the end of the episode because we didn't want you guys to, if you hadn't seen it yet, to be like, oh shit, I can't watch this episode. Nah, you're good. You got the bulk of the episode. We're going to get in depth a little bit about the nun too. So there's going to be spoilers right here. Uh, If you don't want them, then uh, go see the movie, come back and finish the end of this episode. Christian, you and I, uh, I think we were pretty much in alignment. I gave it four. You gave it three and a half. We both agreed that it was an improvement over the first one. I guess just for you, what about it made it an improvement? Um, well, I I didn't remember. I think I saw a trailer, but I didn't actively watch them that much, so I didn't know what to expect. Um, it was a timepiece again, uh, but I thought the setting of the school, boarding school and everything was just fantastic. Uh, I liked a lot of the characters and the cast and every, it was, I thought it was very well done. Um, There were, there there might've been some slow moments in it for sure, but I think visually I might've saw some of the best stuff I'd ever seen in the series. In my opinion, there's a shot of uh, the nun where the girl is walking through and she goes into one of those back rooms or whatever. About the red scene. Uh, I I can't remember if it was right or not, but there's just a moment where she kind of peeks down this hall and you see the nun standing there. Oh mm-hmm. my god, it creeped me out. Do you remember the scene with the uh, delivery girl where the like girl. It's yeah. just, the room gets washed out in red? Yeah, that shit was right. Sick. Yeah, I just thought it was a. I thought it was a. I thought it was a slightly above average good horror film. I, I enjoyed it. 
I, I don't know where I would rank it. I'd probably put it somewhere in the middle, maybe a little higher. Like uh, I'll tell you what I liked it more than. Annabelle, Annabelle Creation. Creation? Not Creation. The third one. I yeah. To me, Creation is the best out of any of the Conjuring films. Annabelle, Annabelle 3, uh, La Llorona, although I don't think that one's completely horrible, but I'm pretty in the minority on that. Um, there, may, there may be a few others, uh, but I thought it was not a bad effort whatsoever. I thought uh, visually great stuff. There were jump scares, but the thing that I don't, I don't mind the jump scares when that's just the icing on the suspenseful scene. If you know it's coming, but they're building up suspense, I'm way more open to a jump scare to where it's just jump scares that just it'll it'll annoy you at a certain point. So they had a lot. This movie was pretty suspenseful. And I I give that a lot of credit. And what really got me was like, I don't I don't study these movies that well. So I forget it's a fucking demon thing that's doing all this shit. So when you see this motherfucker running down the stairs, that was like, oh, shit. Um, I wasn't. I, I'm not in love with that movie, but to me, every and it was interesting because I'm starting to see. At first, it seems like I saw praise, 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 and then I watched the movie, and then I started to see not that good, not that good, and it's just interesting for me. Uh, three and a half stars. I think it was a B, a, a B or a B plus film. I thought it was a good movie. Um. A solid. It was a solid effort, uh, and I definitely will buy it when it comes out on physical media. I think it's a vast improvement over the first film. Uh, so that that's how I feel. That's my takeaway. There were some slow moments, but never lost interest. Always had me on on edge. Good movie. Yeah, my my like my my opinion on it was very similar. The, the the main complaint I had was the first act of the movie. There are some pacing problems. It, there are some times in the first act where it's like they're showing us footage from the previous movie or telling us about something that happened. And we're like, we know this is kind of bogging it down a little bit. Like we know. Um, having said that, though, dude, they made Valak like borderline slasher, which I loved. Like there's, there's multiple kills in this movie. It's the first Conjuring movie that I truly feel like somewhat earns its R rating in the sense of like there is blood. There are on-screen kills. You see children get killed. Like it definitely felt like there was a little bit more of like a, we don't give a fuck. Like this is a demon that's after something and it's just going to kill people. And uh, I I loved that. Um, I think it just improved upon everything in the, from the first one aside from, I missed a little bit of that Gothic, kind of atmosphere but that made sense because the the first one took place in a fucking abbey in romania so like that it it was just i did love that aesthetic that's not there as much in this one just because it's it it's kind of jumping from settings like you have two stories going on you have maurice's story at the boarding school and then you have sister irene for the first half of the movie before she even gets to the boarding school so that kind of doesn't allow this aesthetic this consistent aesthetic to build up so i get that um Having said that, though, man, also, uh, Taisa Farmiga was awesome. Like, she was awesome in this movie. Um, dude, I don't know. I mean, like you said, I do think that there was suspenseful moments uh, throughout. I really do. I think that there was moments where also you thought you were going to get a jump scare and you didn't. 
like when she's looking down the hallway that like it's the recreated shot from the conjuring two, which has a lot of people wondering, what is this saying? Like, right. what is it going to connect to? And then when the door gets closed, you have the nun like burned into the wall right there. So like you thought a jump scare was coming, but it didn't, right. but there's a creepy image that you're just sitting on and you're like, Oh fuck, that's gross. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of good shit in this movie. There, there, there really is. Um, I will say too the mid credit scene. I did some research on it cause I was like, is this I just, for that? Cause I heard yeah. you talk about it. I stayed yeah. for it. Yeah. And, and I had wondered, is this just like saying, Oh, this is leading right up to the beginning of the first conjuring, you know, right, right before she, or right before the beginning of the first conjuring, when they met Maurice into the possession, is that what it meant? And I was like, no, because they were aged up in that. And that, and Michael Chavez, the director said that was actually a cut scene from the conjuring three that was filmed during the conjuring three. They didn't use it. And then they used it for this one. And he confirmed that this, that cut scene you see takes place after the conjuring three. So that mid credit scene makes me believe and Michael Chavez said the same thing. He did a, a interview with the Boo Crew, uh, the Bloody Disgusting podcast, which was fucking awesome. I listened yeah. to the whole thing. And he said that it's – he didn't give answers away, but he basically did say – he did confirm the fourth Conjuring movie is supposed to be the last one. He did say that. He was like – Oh, so they're not doing a TV show? Uh, well, we don't know. Patrick Wilson said he, they had heard about it. He was like, we haven't been sent scripts. We haven't been sent – Contract details, nothing. He's like, so I don't know what's happening. Please just do movies, please. Yes. But The Conjuring Last Rites is going to be the final mainline Conjuring movie. Mm-hmm. And Michael Chavez basically confirmed that this is going to almost, this is setting up what's going to happen in that movie. Does that mean that Valet comes back like one final time with the Warrens in the final Conjuring movie? That's what it seems like they're hinting at. So I don't know. I don't know, but yeah, I, I I really dug it too. I really, really did. And I got to tell you, dude, I don't know. I take you. it over. Con- I'm sorry. I was going to say, I would take this over Conjuring three. I did too. I put it right above it in my ranking. Uh, oh, I, had, nice. I had my ranking Conjuring two, Conjuring Annabelle creation, the nun two, Conjuring three, Annabelle comes home. Uh, what are the other fucking three that I'm missing? Leave Annabelle comes home. Uh, Annabelle was last. La Llorona was second to last. Is that all of them? Yeah, we're pretty close. Just swap and Conjuring 2 and Conjuring. That's pretty much, if you put Conjuring 2, well, no, and Creation's my favorite. Then I'd say Conjuring 2, then I'd say The Conjuring. But other than that, it sounds like we're pretty spot on. Yeah, so yeah, this I'd is... put Annabelle at the bottom, too. I like La Llorona better than Conjuring. I mean, then Annabelle. Dude, Annabelle. fucking movie names confused. Sorry. The first Annabelle movie sucks. It's, that's an AI. Well, that's an AI horror movie. If yeah, I've ever seen one. Dog water. Just dog water. So, so what up? You said Chavez. So this guy directed. Uh, so he did none two and conjuring three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, he's showing signs of improvement for me. Yes. He actually, I thought the same thing. I worried when I found out it was him leading up to this movie. Cause I said, yeah, you probably yeah, said that. Conjuring three, he couldn't build suspense. He couldn't craft a scare. And in this one, I didn't get scared, but there was suspense. So I was, it was like, enter- oh. it was entertaining. Like you took the right. I can see how people aren't gonna jive with this, though. I can understand that. I can see people. Like I've looked at some of the criticism. I hear. I, I think it's fair. I do. Some people say they hate it. 
Uh, some people say that they prefer the first one. Now, I don't know. I, I, I'm not a big fan. I've seen the first one two or three times, and I never warmed up to it. Um, I think there. this is going to be a pretty split-down-the-middle film. But uh, for me, I think this was very welcomed after a, what was it, it's been four, three years, four years since the last um, since the non- Conjuring Universe. Since well, since last Conjuring Universe movie, twenty twenty one, so two years, two years. I mean, yeah, uh, I, to me, it's very welcomed. Um, it's definitely one I think will get a cult following out of out of. Uh, I mean, it's, it's gotten better reviews in the first one by critics and fans. Most people, the sentiment does seem to be it's better than that one. Which again, although it's not as stark of a jump, I wouldn't say as Annabelle to Annabelle Creation because Annabelle was like, like I said, dog water. And Annabelle Creation was like fucking awesome. So this one was like the nun was like, eh. and the nun too is like pretty good. But so it's not as stark of a jump. But again, it's this thing with this franchise where it's like if they just take a little bit of time, and that's what I said in my review. I, I think I've found. Yeah, I listen. Fucking yeah, I listen to you. Take a few years, man. Like, don't just oh, people liked this in that movie. We got to get this this spin off. Take your time. They're gonna make yeah. money, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I encourage people to see the film in the theater. It was a, it was a. It, I like movies that are just. And again, this movie was fucking dark because mm-hmm. everything's in this big cathedral boarding school, and I love that. I love movies that are not brightly lit. Can we talk about one thing that was super fucking corny, though, dude? Yes, but that's why The Howling is always going to be better than American Werewolf. It's a dark yeah. movie. Don't care what you guys say. These people, they gave me shit for that. Go I ahead. saw. I saw. Go ahead. Look, I said this in my review. There's there's another complaint I had. Two minor complaints. It was the pacing in the first act and the fucking Santa Claus shit in the finale. Like, the if you believe, then it it's real. Yeah. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like the, And, okay, based off of... That's got studio like, notes written all over it to me. It's, it, it is historically accurate. Catholics, you oh. know, when it comes to communion and stuff, that is a belief they have. They oh, know yeah. they're not actually drinking Christ's blood, but they say it is so, they believe it is so, and they receive it as so. Um, mm-hmm. So belief in religion is really the biggest point anyway and i will give the movie credit they did set that up there was a conversation in the movie about belief and having your faith and Mm -hmm. it's set up but still i was like really like really because i gotta tell you that false ending i thought really that's how this is gonna end that's fucking bullshit and then when he wakes up and gets the eyes i was like oh shit and the nun just like powered up from that point that bitch is hovering like 10 feet in the air with this blue hue behind her and she can just She's just throwing motherfuckers around. I was with her fucking mind. I was like, this is awesome. Like yeah. the nun is powered up. And then the way they defeat her, I will give credit to the first movie. That was badass when she spit the blood of Christ in its face. I was like, that's sick. And this one, I was like, dude, really? Like, I don't know. Especially after the nun was like, the nun got what it was after. It was like super powered at that point. Like it was, it went from Saiyan to super Saiyan. Like, Dragon Ball Z reference. I watched it as a kid, if you guys are familiar. And so it's just kind of like that, though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, like It's not perfect, but it's definitely got a lot more good in it than bad, for sure. So um, 
you know, maybe they won't. They may not do another nun movie. Who knows? Um, I think they 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 did three with Annabelle. Maybe they'll do three with the nun. You know. Well, that's why I wonder if the next Conjuring movie is going to serve as both. You know what I mean? Just like the conclusion of the nun story and the conclusion of the Warren story in one movie um, with that mid credit scene. That's kind of what I'm thinking is like, we're not going to do a straight up nun three. We'll do, we'll, we'll give the nun finality and closure, but we'll put it in the conjuring. So, cause I think that kind of works, you know, you want these things to be a trilogy a lot of the time. And like you said, three Annabelle movies, what if we end the Warren story and Valak's story in the same movie? Yeah. Like, I'd be cool with that. But dude, it opened to $85 million worldwide. Holy shit. $85 million. That's, that's second biggest. I'm not surprised, but it's a little higher than I thought. Second biggest opening of the Conjuring universe behind only the first none. That's so amazing. again, I made a tweet. I, I, you know, I tweeted about it with the, uh, the numbers, you know, throwing that comment out there. Why do we keep getting Conjuring movies? Cause they make money, dude. Like, as long as they're making money, you're going to get them. Warner Brothers, they don't give a shit about horror, but they care about The Conjuring. And as long as it keeps making them money, they're going to keep doing it. Like, I don't know. I'm fine with it, man. I mean, the, you know, again, this is like they're grandfathered in at this point. They've made enough to where it's like if they make another one, fuck it. I'll give go. it to Annabelle, Annabelle Resurrection, guys. I want to see. Go. No, I, I, I really don't. I think the string has run out of Annabelle. I'm done. Well, I mean, I wonder who's going to direct the next Conjuring if they do it. I don't. I doubt James Wan would come back. I don't think he does his sequels. No, but well, he did too. But he did do too. Yeah, I I would weird love to come back for I, I yeah, it would be. And he also has said that he he doesn't want to really direct horror anymore. Um, oh fuck! Yeah, no, he used he horror to get his foot in the door. He was like open about that. Like, get, used- get over yourself, James. Come on. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I'm really good at this, but I'm not going to do it anymore. It's like being like a super good athlete, playing like two years and being like, nah, I'm all right. I know I was given this incredible gift to do this better than anybody. I'm good, though. Go like, make your star man and get it out of your system, James. Please. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. But yeah. Um, yeah. I the, the belief is that Chavez is going to direct it. That's the belief. <sighs> Um, he's one in one, so I'll, we'll see what he can do. It's kind of like David Gordon Green, man. If you keep making horror movies, you're bound to, con- you're bound to get better. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. Yeah. You know, as long as your first one isn't terrible, the nun isn't terrible, or uh, the Conjuring 3 isn't terrible. It's just pales in comparison to the first one. It, yeah. Yeah, it does. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm excited. You know, I, I love this universe, you know, most, most of them. Uh, I, I love them. They make money. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's good for horror. I think as long as horror stays winning, it's, it's just good for horror fans too, because it just tells these studios keep making horror movies. And some people might say, well, that's going to tell them to keep making conjuring movies and fuck those movies. Yeah. It tells Warner brothers that, but then it also tells universal and paramount, Hey, horror's hot. We should put out some of our properties. So I think it's a win for everybody. You don't have to go see these movies. That's true. I'm I'm trying to do better, man. I didn't think I was gonna go see the nun. I went and saw the nun, and uh, I'm ready for whatever's next. Saw is like, fuck. 
Dude, I'm impatient. I'd break, I'd break out of prison to go see Saw. Yeah, I am. That's impatient. how much I love it. Two hours of Saw. Two fucking hours of Saw. Dude, I can't wait. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm like losing my patience. When I found out Akeem was going to see it, I was like, dude. Yeah, he got me excited. I'm like, dick. You, you get to see it before everybody else. God. Uh, I think we covered everything. Pet Cemetery's coming. I mean, there's not much to say, but besides, you know, sure, awesome. Let's let's get into Pet Cemetery. Why not? You know, um, yeah. Thanksgiving and, we covered it all. Yeah, yeah. I did. We need to do a uh, after dark. People have been asking about that. We're behind on that. So, well, I am. I'm free this week, brother. So yeah. Thursday would be perfect for that. If you're good, let's do it. So if you're out, yeah, yep. All patrons will do that Thursday. So this will drop tomorrow, I'm assuming, unless you have a 4K video plan. I I think I do. So this will come Wednesday. Okay, this will be Wednesday, which is fine. Give people another day to go see the nun if they want to. So this is Wednesday when you're listening. Unless you're a patron. That's right. And if you're not a patron, become one. It's a dollar. It's a dollar. Come on. Either one of us, too. Choose Christian. Fine. But, you know, come on. So, uh, we've, well, it's an hour and 30. I guess that's our usual. Feels like we've been going for like 40 minutes to me. Wow. <laughs> yeah, time flies when you're having fun, right? That's what they say. Yeah. So, there it is, guys. Uh, just a lot to look forward to. This is my favorite time of year, not necessarily Halloween season, but when there's a slot of movies coming out that you're just ready to see. This so is I'm good always... for channels and good for the podcast because we're going to have shit to talk about. That's right. So, um, Rob, get done with your tour and let's get some movies going again, buddy. Yeah, I'm come ready on. To get, I'm ready to get some uh, new stuff from you. Let's oh, step uh, it up. Speaking of which, I, I'm going to post this on Instagram. Uh, my gas station down the street from my house. I stopped there the other day to get gas. I was <laughs> You know how the ice machines outside where you can get bags of ice? Yeah. Um, On the top of it, someone, I don't know who, they put a sticker that said, it's uh, I survived three from hell. And it's the poster from three from hell. And I was like, oh, I got that. It's a bumper sticker. Yeah. 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 Why would they do that? They got that from the movie theater. They gave those away at the movie theaters. Just beat the bills with a walk off punch. I know. I got fantasy up. Um, that taking Taco Bell orders tonight? No, he was like, dude, the Jets just beat the Bills on a walk-off punt return touchdown. I was like, I know, I had fantasy up. Um, But yeah, so yeah, I just thought that was cool, dude. I'm like, out here in the middle of fucking nowhere, someone just put that bumper sticker on the ice machine, was like, fuck yeah. So that was cool to see out in the wild. Uh, So yeah, Rob, come back. Give us three from hell, two. Or give us 32. Yeah, 32. Rob Zombie's Halloween 3. That's where the series needs to go next. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Yeah. Dude, uh, we'll I, 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 when I was younger, I actually like had this idea in my head. I like made this Halloween three idea. I was a teenager guys. Don't judge uh, that. Like Loomis like survived and like he, you know, was, like, <laughs> he wheelchair. And, <laughs> I don't know. So, if, if anyone can make it happen, it's Rob. Come on. Shit. The fucking three survived after devil's rejects. Let's do it. We need to do a casual commentary. I'll trick the audience per usual and make a different thumbnail, but we need to watch 
Halloween six, uh, three. Uh, we need to watch one of those Halloween six or three. We need to do a casual for that soon. I, I, I we haven't done one in a while. <coughs> I don't even care if we do four. We could do we could do one, two, three, four, six, H two O. No, it's got to be six or three. That's fine. I I, I want to do that. I want to chill, watch the movie. Let's do six because I know you like to watch Halloween three. It's like a an event for you in in October. And when we do the casual commentaries, you can't pay as much attention as you'd like. So let's do six. Let's do it sometime in October. I'm a bigger theatrical cut fan now. I've I've changed. Oh my. When I got the 4K, the when they get to those scenes where Michael's in that hallway or that corridor where it's red, it mm-hmm. looks so good on 4K. Uh, I changed. I'm changing. I'm a I'm a theatrical cut guy now. He's so, a converted man. I'm converted. Well, that's it, guys. I know we said like five minutes ago that we were done, but now we're actually done. So if you haven't left a like on this, leave a freaking like. It helps the algorithm. Comment down below and let us know why we're fucking stupid and why you disagree with everything we said tonight. Why you right. – everything that's about to come out, even though it hasn't come out yet, let us know. And uh, if you're listening, Spotify, you know, iTunes, whatever it might be, please leave a review. We've asked you guys to do this before. We don't ask enough. We should probably remember to do this at the end of every episode because it really helps build the podcast. Podcast episodes now are bottoming out at like 2,000 views on YouTube, which is awesome. It's definitely growing. So keep that going, guys. You know, if you like this podcast, share it with your dog, your cat, your grandma. Like, I don't give a shit. Just give the review. Thanks. We've had so many dedicated listeners. It's been amazing. Um, You know, I was looking at the numbers today. Each episode is on Spotify alone. It's averaging about 350 to 400 listens uh, in a week whenever they come out, which is great. So uh, if you're listening to Spotify right now, guys, just just leave a review for us. I mean, it just helps us uh, be promoted more for the uh, more like this. So somebody's listening to Mick Garris's podcast. Um, if they go to listen to more stuff like this, we're more liable to uh, show up that way. So uh, we appreciate it. But all the people that are dedicated and they listen weekly and they we love you. Thank you guys so much. You guys are the bedrock of the show. So Some of you guys make you guys. part of your personality, and we love that shit. Yeah, and, uh, and I know people are getting – I see people ordering shirts. Please send me a picture. I'll post it on our Instagram, please. So if you get a Unita shirt, send it to me. Did anyone get the Naked Exhausting shirt? No, sorry. <laughs> I don't think I don't think anybody wants to wear it. Like because uh on Alexis. Because the people it. the people that truly think that of you, they're not gonna buy it. And then the people that say it as a joke, I still I don't think they want to wear it because it, they might think it's insensitive because they, yep. they think it's funny, but they don't think that themselves. So it's kind of like a double. We're selling the logos shirts. But they, they've, been, they've been along this for this ride for over a hundred episodes. So they're in on the joke. So they know, can. But... Hear it and yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. that can be our whole shtick. You, you know, after we just gave this spiel about Spotify, someone's going to put a review on Spotify and say, Nick is exhausting. That's I'm. Funny. Yeah. I'm willing to bet it. I don't give a shit if you do. Just so long as you give it a good review, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you. We love you. We'll see you on 109. Take care. Pulling out. <laughs> Keep this in. <laughs>